Welcome to the Bookshelf Stories! That's right, welcome to the Bookshelf Stories. I'm so glad that you've joined us for today's story. It's gonna be so good, I'm excited. And if it's your first time ever with us, welcome. We are so glad that you're joining us. I would highly recommend you stop this podcast though and go to episode number one. Episode number one is gonna tell you about the secret passage behind the bookshelf that it started this whole entire journey, so you'll wanna start there. But for the rest of us, I wanted to give a special shout out to some of our amazing listeners. So there's these two really awesome boys, one named Tyner and one named Easton. You guys are brothers and you're amazing and we love you. And more importantly, Jesus loves you. And I'm so glad that you guys listen. And uh, today's story is gonna be really special. I think you're gonna like it. So let's join Hudson, Levi, Selah, Mommy, Daddy, Jay, the wise camel, Margaret, the cat, Fred the orange fox, and the gray frog and the lamb, because they arrived safely up the ice cream river. You'll remember they all traveled together up the ice cream river, and they were headed to the room where the amazing mirror was. Well, the lamb looked at all of his friends and said, hey, Fred, Margaret, you guys stay here and find Otto the tree, and let Otto know that I'm here. He'll want to know that. The rest of the group, they traveled with the lamb to the house that had the amazing mirror bring the slimy gray frog with them inside that fishnet. Well, when they finally arrived to the house that had the amazing mirror in it, it was the middle of the day, the hottest part of the day. But even though it's the point where it should have been the brightest, the sky was getting as dark. It almost looked like nighttime. Bethel really was starting to lose all of its light. They had to do something fast. Well, when they arrived to the front door, the family was introduced to two new friends from Bethel. One was a big and strong elephant named Ezra, and Ezra was so happy to see the lamb that he couldn't stop bouncing on his toes. I know in most places elephants can't really bounce, but this Ezra was special. And the other creature that was standing next to Ezra was this colorful, beautiful peacock named Piper. And so Ezra Elephant and Piper Peacock were standing guard at the door to get into the amazing mirror room. The lamb said to Ezra and Piper, it's great to see you, Ezra. It's good to see you, Piper. These are some of my friends. Did you guys by chance receive the letter I sent you? Ezra Elephant said, yes, sir, Mr. Lamb. We have it right here in the envelope, just as you sent it. The lamb looked back at them and said, good. Keep it sealed for now and do not open it. Some of us are gonna go inside the room and when they come back out, then I'd love for you to read it out loud to them. Piper looked at the lamb and said, sounds like a plan, lamb. Piper Peacock just loved making rhymes. She was so fun and silly like that. The lamb responded and looked and said, Hudson, Levi, Selah, and Jay, go ahead and take the gray frog inside and wait for me. I'll join you guys soon. Mommy and Daddy, you hang out here with Ezra Elephant and Piper, Piper Peacock. So that's exactly what they did. They went inside the door and entered the room where the amazing mirror was. It was so much darker than Hudson remembered it. Levi looked out the window inside the room and he could hardly see anything outside. It was getting darker and darker. They looked up at the center of the room where the amazing mirror stood and that once beautiful mirror with its shiny silver frame that showed them the truth. Remember, it showed Hudson dressed up as a royal prince with his face shining like the sun. Well, that mirror was now just this broken glass full of shattered pieces and they could hardly see any reflection in it at all. Hudson said, what do you think is going to happen, Jay? You know the lamb better than all of us. Jay, the wise camel, looked at Hudson and said, I'm not really sure. 
I do remember the lamb telling me about when he made the amazing mirror and he shared with me about the important rule not to touch the mirror. Selah interrupted and said, well, why would he have asked us to bring the gray frog? And why isn't he in here now? Hmm, Levi thought, maybe the gray frog needs to do something to make it right. He is the one who started all this. And then all of a sudden, the broken glass that was held up on the frame of the mirror started to fall down to the ground piece by piece until all that was left was the outside frame, that outside silvery, shiny frame. And they were all startled and they didn't know what to think. But then Jay pointed something out that made things even weirder. Jay said, look, inside the silver frame of the mirror where the glass used to be, it's complete darkness. And it looks like it's a tunnel or a passageway or something in there. They all stepped closer to get a better look. Selah said, you're right, Jay. It almost looks like the secret passage behind the bookshelf in my house, except there is no light at the end of this secret passage. Levi said, yeah, it looks like just complete darkness forever and ever with no hope of light. Jay said, this must be it. This must be why the lamb wanted us to bring the gray frog here. Maybe the frog needs to be pushed into the darkness as a punishment to make things right. Meanwhile, the gray frog, as he was overhearing this conversation, was shivering and shaking with fear. Selah said, maybe this is how the gray frog can be punished for what he did, for touching the mirror. Yeah, Levi thought, maybe we should just go ahead and throw him in. No, Hudson said. The lamb told us to wait for him. We shouldn't do anything until he comes. Selah responded to Hudson and said, but how long are we supposed to wait? We're running out of time. Bethel's light is almost gone and he's just one slimy gray frog. I don't even think he has a name. Do you know his name? They all shook their heads no. The gray frog really didn't have a, have a name. Well, while they were going back and forth arguing about what to do, the lamb walked in and everyone fixed their eyes on the lamb. The lamb slowly walked towards, of all people, the gray frog, who was still stuck in the fishnet. What was the lamb gonna do? Was he gonna throw him in? Was he gonna finally punish him for not trusting the lamb? Would that be the way all of Bethel would be saved? Well, the lamb got right up close and then did something no one saw coming. He removed the gray frog out of the fishnet and then he gave the gray frog a hug, a long hug, and the gray frog felt that same soft, cuddly coat that all of the family felt when they first met the lamb, there where the river meets the sea. And while they were hugging, something strange happened to the lamb's fluffy white coat. All of a sudden, the lamb's coat started turning gray until he became the same color as the gray frog. Everyone was amazed and confused. What just happened? Why did the lamb's coat turn from white to gray? And then just when the gray frog thought that this was it, just when the gray frog thought that this was gonna be his last final moment, he was gonna be thrown into the darkness just like Jay and the kids said, the lamb let go of the gray frog and he started backing away from all of them. The lamb looked at all of those who were there inside the room and said, I promised I'd restore the light to Bethel and I always keep my promises. And then suddenly, the lamb turned towards the frame of the amazing mirror. 
He turned towards the darkness and he set his eyes right on the darkness. The lamb knew exactly what needed to happen to save Bethel. He looked back at the family once more and said, do not be afraid. And then the lamb did something they'll never forget. The lamb turned back towards the mirror, towards the empty darkness inside the silver frame, and he started running towards it, faster and faster towards the darkness. No, what are you doing? Selah screamed. She was afraid. And the lamb just kept running and running and all the way until he disappeared into the darkness, until they couldn't see him at all. He was gone. And just as the lamb disappeared into the darkness, the mirror closed up behind him and the glass was suddenly fixed. It's as if the mirror was as good as new. It was perfect again. And then in the corner of their eye, they saw this beam of light pierce through the windows inside the room. The light, it was coming back. So they rushed outside and they noticed it was a beautiful, bright and sunny day. The light of Bethel was restored. But where was the lamb? He was gone, and part of them was so happy to see the Beth see Bethel in all of its beautiful light, but the other part of them was sad because it seemed that the lamb was lost forever. Daddy and Mommy went quickly and rushed towards Hudson, Selah, and Levi and hugged and kissed them as they all cried together. Ezra Elephant and Piper Peacock said together, What happened in there? Levi, through tears in his eyes, said, The lamb. He kept his promise. He, he saved Bethel, but he, he saved Bethel by going into the darkness inside the mirror. He's gone now. Ezra looked at Levi and said, are you sure he's gone? Yes, Ezra. The mirror closed up right over him as he entered the darkness. I don't think there's any way to get him back. Piper Peacock then said, well, that doesn't make sense because the lamb, he." He sent us this letter and he told us to open it when you guys came back from the amazing mirror room. Maybe he explains everything there. And with that statement, everybody's eyes turned towards the letter that Piper Peacock was holding. They all hoped inside their hearts, maybe there's hope for the lamb, maybe he isn't gone. And so together with one loud voice, they all yelled, Yes, they wanted to open it so badly. They just wanted to see if there was any hope that the lamb would be okay in some way. What do you think was in the envelope? What do you think the lamb wrote to them? Well, on the next episode, we're going to find out because they're going to read that letter. But stop and think about this for right now. The lamb, he did keep his promise to rescue Bethel, but he did it by going into the darkness. Even though the lamb did nothing wrong, it was all the gray, the gray frog's fault. He's the one who deserved to go into the darkness. But the lamb was the one who decided to run into the darkness anyway. You know, that reminds me of a passage in the Bible that describes the moment when Jesus gave his life, when Jesus died for you and for me. It's Isaiah chapter 53, verses 5 and 6. And these are our Bible verses for today. These verses describe Jesus in this way. It says, but he was pierced for our rebellion. Jesus was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. 
These verses describe how Jesus, the perfect one, was punished for our sins, for all of the choices that we've made and all of the thoughts in our hearts and minds that go against what God wants for us. Jesus gave his life on the cross so that we could be rescued. It's kind of like what happened in today's story. Do you remember what color the lamb's coat started to turn when he was hugging the gray frog? Yeah, it turned gray too. It's like the frog's color transferred to the lamb. In a similar way, when Jesus died on the cross, all of our sins were transferred or put on Jesus. So that when Jesus died, he paid the punishment for all of our sins. Just like our verse says, that God, the Lord, laid on Jesus the sins of us all. That brings us to the big idea for today. This is the one thing I want you to remember from our time today. It's that Jesus took my forever punishment so I can share in his forever life. I want to say that one more time. Jesus took my forever punishment so I can share in his forever life. Now, I want you to repeat it after me after I pause, okay? So are you ready? Here we go. Jesus took my forever punishment so I can share in his forever life. That's right. And why did Jesus do this? Because he loves you. As hard and painful as the cross was, Jesus fixed his eyes at the darkness of sin and death. And with joy set before him, he gave up his life for you. So anyone who trusts in Jesus gets to share in his forever life. Life with God forever and ever that starts right now. There's so much more about this we're going to share in future episodes. But for today, I'd love for you to do this. As soon as this episode is over, I'd love for you to stop and pray and thank Jesus for what he did for you. That he loved you so much that he would give up his life so that you could be rescued. Thank him for taking your forever punishment so that you can share in his forever life. Well, that's all for today, friends. You'll have to join us next time on the Bookshelf Stories because next time we get together, we're going to find out about what's in the letter that the Lamb wrote to Ezra Elephant and Piper Peacock. What do you think is in it? Oh my goodness, is it going to give some hope? Do you guys think the Lamb is okay? What do you think is going to happen? You'll have to find out next time on the Bookshelf Stories. That's right. You'll have to find out next time on the Bookshelf Stories. We're going to talk all about it. Well, we would love to give a shout out to your little ones who are listening to this podcast. Um, You can share about this podcast, The Bookshelf Stories, on Facebook or Instagram using the hashtag The Bookshelf Stories. If you do that and share the first name of your child, I'd love to share their name on an upcoming podcast. Or you could also leave us a review on whatever platform that you're listening on, share their first name, and we'd love to share your child's name on a future episode. If you want to hear more of this devotional content for kids, click the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Well, that's all for now. We'll see you next time on The Bookshelf Stories.